My guest today is an incredible musician and performer who just released a new double album called Z2 on October 29th. I'd like to welcome Devin Townsend to the show. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Really nice to meet you. Thanks for uh, taking some time. I appreciate it. No problem, man. So, uh, you know what? I want to start with really quick with, um, you were on the Prague Cruise, right, earlier this year. And I was. I just got the DVD of the Transatlantic and it brought back a lot of the stuff on there because I was on there and they have a lot of footage on it with the Transatlantic performances and stuff they did. One of the highlights was your performance with uh, Portnoy and Sherinian and all that. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a few others do too, you know. But, you know, just, just to explain that straight out of the gate, I, I didn't know the song. I was never a fan of Dream Theater. I respect them. Right. I just, it wasn't my trip, right? So I'd known Mike for a while, and he just kept asking me to do it. And I was like, I don't know the song, dude. Like, you know, right. I don't want to show up and, and, and take the piss out of your thing. And, but he was pretty insistent on it. And so I finally agreed, and I sat, and I tried singing along the song, but it's not my range. I mean, it's, that's a high vocal part. Right. So I went to the rehearsal. And I sang it, and it just was, I, it was so uncomfortable. And I mean, my whole thing is with performance in general, is if I'm not being myself, I'm gonna, it's going to like be really, it's going to suck for me. Right. So at the end of the first take through, I was like, guys, I just, I, you know, it's not my trick, right? So Mike was like, well, just do it how you would do it. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and so I did it how I would interpret it, and there you go. I was so good though. No, I mean, I, you know, there's a okay, certain good. diehard fans that were offended or you know whatever it was probably, <laughs> but it was oh, yeah. the it was one of the the best moments because it was real, you know, and I, and that's what yeah. I think came across, and it was and it was funny too. It was great, a great moment. Well, I appreciate it, man. And if there's anything I got going for me, is I'm real. Right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's certain. I went down to Australia last week to do guitar clinics. And the last people they had at this this company was like Satriani, Vi, Ingve, Paul Gilbert, Guthrie, Govan, and then me. Wow. I can't play like those guys, man. So, I mean, I've got a handful of licks that I can pull out, but uh, for me, the guitar is a tool. It's just an instrument to a means to an end. So, while I was there, I'm like screwing up my parts left, right, and center, and that's what I heard. It's like, well, at least it's real. So, I'm going to roll on that as being my <laughs> singular attribute. Right, right. That perfect. I'm real. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I also have to say that uh, that was the, the cruise was the first time I ever got a chance to see you live. Uh, especially, okay. you know, we're over in Florida. We don't get a lot of prog bands or good metal or you know that much coming down here to begin with. Um, sure, sure. But uh, you know, I, I saw in a, a recent interview a while back that you said you actually prefer things that are not that loud, and I thought that's the complete opposite of what you take when you're watching your show because it's the loudest show you could possibly see and it's it's so such a wall of sound and and just impressive visually and everything um what how's that dynamic for you that you you prefer things softer but the shows are just so intense and loud maybe that's the the sole reason <laughs> you know <laughs> If you spend your whole life doing something that's a wall of sound and oppressive visually and orally, good Lord, man. Like, like when I get home from tour or when I get home from work from making the music that, like the ideas that, that compel me to write are based on, on a vision 
that's another thing I can go for me. I'm real and I have vision artistically. <laughs> and a lot of times those visions are based on, on things that end up epic or at least perceived by me as such. When I get home, dude, like some people are like, hey, do you watch Dexter? And I'm like, fuck no, man. It's like, I want to watch that shit when I get home. I watch Antiques Roadshow. You know, I watch <laughs> House Hunters International because it doesn't, it doesn't imply anything to me. I don't want right. at the end of the day to have more drama, to have more intensity, to have more volume. So in my off times from doing what I do, I mean, I, I, I'm socially awkward at the best of times, but there's another thing. I go out and my whole life is meant to be social. I'm talking, I'm interacting, I'm doing things that don't come naturally to me. So when I get home, I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to hear anything, and I don't want to participate in media that is intense. That, <laughs> you know? Hey, that actually makes sense if, if yeah. you look at it that way, totally. Yeah, because I can't imagine somebody that does guitar player and Morbid Angel or whatever, and then he wakes up in the morning and puts on Cannibal Corpse or something. <laughs> I mean, even if he does, I mean, I couldn't, I can't, I can't get behind that. It's like, right. wow, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> so, well, let's let's jump into the new record, which is actually, I guess, two albums uh, out now called Z2, uh, and it contains a, two records, right? Sky Blue and Dark Matters. Um, Correct. What brought you to doing the two albums, and you know, one being a sort of sequel to to the first Ziltoid album? You know, how'd that come together? Well, um, I'd love to be able to spin it in a romantic way, that it was part of a grander concept, and I've been planning it for a long time, but I'm right. afraid the truth is, is way less noble, and that is, after doing records such as Epicloud and Addicted and, and touring the, the hell out of it for the past five years, we've established some momentum for once in the live sort of arena, and um, everybody's on salary and all this sort of thing, and you're part of a team you get to be part of a team, you know, the management and the label and the band. The hierarchy doesn't exist in the way that maybe it appears. It's a team. So all of a sudden they're like, okay, Dev, what are you going to write next? I'm like, well, we're going to follow up these moderate successes that we've had with this last string of records with an incredibly expensive orchestral record about farting aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> well do you have anything else you could maybe do <laughs> while you're at it? And so I was like, I just want to do Ziltoid. I, I, that's what my compulsion is driving me towards right now. It's, you know, so they were just like, it's going to cost a fortune. If you, if you want to do that, it's cool, but can you give us something else as well? So that's how it started. And I was like, sure. I was all nonchalant about it. I was like, sure, I can do that. But then once I started it, I realized that it wasn't going to be as simple as just sort of, um, shitting out another version of what I've done prior, mm. it became a real challenge because this wasn't in the frame of mind and I had to dig deeper than I expected to get to a record that meant something to me. And the benefit of that is now that it's finished, Sky Blue is something I'm actually very proud of and it's something that I wouldn't have reached for had I not been pushed. So I think ultimately the whole battle concept of the of the record ends up playing into it inadvertently, but I assure you it wasn't intentional. <laughs> no, that's cool. And, and with the, the Ziltoid concept, you know, you developed the website and, and there's these uh, videos that are out now coming out. Are, are you sort of in charge of all of that, writing all of those pieces and overseeing the website and everything that goes into that? 
Yeah, for the most part. But I mean, I've got so much that I do on a daily basis that prevents me from doing the technical aspects of a lot of it that I'm getting to a point in my career where I can delegate, which is awesome, you know, mm-hmm. like, because I have this consistent sort of um, stream of creative ideas that, that given my druthers, I would love to see actualized websites and videos and puppets and orchestras and all sorts of stuff, right? So um, having done the pledge drive that we did that allowed me to have some capital extra from what the label has put in and what we've generated as a live band put me in a position where I could finally do it and no one was going to like give me a hard time about it because essentially I'm spending my money to do it. (laughs) You could either take, take the money that we got from the pledge drive and just sock it away on a personal level, or you could do, this is my thought, I could do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time that I haven't found backers for. I haven't found a label that is necessarily willing to put in the capital that I think the concept warrants. So, so I just went for it. And as I said earlier, I'm on a team and that team includes a lot of people that can do a lot of things that I can't. So I tend to delegate certain people, management, you know, visual guys, puppet makers, all this sort of stuff. And we managed to pull it off. Whether or not it's something that long-term will have any legs, like eventually you see a little toy movie or something, it, it doesn't really matter. It was more the fact that the record in this particular period of my career represents a type of artistic freedom that 25 years into a career, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Man. You know, you mentioned about it being a team and not not financially, with, with that involved being able to take a year off. And I've actually been wondering a little bit about this sort of trend with uh, bands like or artists like yourself and and the guys that do Transatlantic and and all these other bands that seem to put out records just all the time. Um, And it's sort of a different model than it maybe used to be where you did one record, toured for three years and, you know, had this label backing. Is right. I mean, is it don't sell anymore. Right. But is it easy? Is it sort of with you guys in this bubble of prog or whatever you want to call it with, with this contained audience? Is it, almost easier for you guys now to operate in that way and not need that hit single and, and go, you know what I mean? Or is it, is it just different? Well, I'm going from the point of view of someone who's never even had anything close to a hit single. So I can't really, <laughs> I'll answer it in two ways. In one way, everybody's got their own studio now that helps. Right. Um, records don't sell. And I picked a, a genre that's not particularly lucrative. So, making records has become more of a necessity rather than um, something that I'm flippantly doing to try and, you know, exercise some sort of, you know, internal compulsion. And then thirdly, um, I quit drinking and quit, you know, smoking marijuana or anything like that about seven years ago. I have kids, all these sorts of things, and I apparently have an addictive personality, and I guess, I guess it manifested that way right. for a while. I think that really is the bottom line of it. It's, it's, there's a part of me that likes to rationalize it by saying, well, it's something that I feel I needed to do or, or this out of the other thing. But really, man, I have a sneaking suspicion now that the Z2 thing is done and I have no real desire to make another record right now that a lot of that addictive nature manifested in just um, uber productivity in terms of records. And, and, and you deal with the follow from that too. It's not particularly healthy. So. The next stage will be addressing that, I think. Yeah, I mean, this new record, where do you see that as sort of lying in, in your catalog? You've done every style sort of out there. 
are you now planning into go, doing something completely different again, or have you even gotten that far? Well, I mean, in my mind, I've gotten that far, but I think a lot of my hang-up in the past is talking too quickly about things. So I'll, I'll hold <laughs> off in, in any of it. I mean, of course, I've got a ton of ideas. It's a creative thing that I enjoy thinking about. But um, I think once I've worked as hard as I do, because I get very obsessive with mixing and production, once I've worked as hard as I as I do on these records, when they're finished, I don't even want to hear them again. It's got... <laughs> You know, it's the same thing as coming home and not wanting to hear heavy music. Once I'm finished a record full of quiet music, I'm itching to do something loud. Once I do a record full of pop stuff, I'm itching to do something avant-garde. You know, it's like one thing is a reaction to the one prior, I guess is the best way to describe it. I, you know, I think a lot of artists would love to have sort of your outlook and, and career and freedom to do what you do. It sounds really just exciting and interesting. and uh, It's fun, man. Uh, you know, it's it isn't a lucrative genre. We are constantly having to work, but at the end of the day, you know, my my brother-in-law does sheet metal. My friend works as a longshoreman. I mean, it's like I get to be creative. I get to do things, and this is why I really want to take advantage of the opportunity for something as out there as Ziltoid. Is it the music that's important to me? No. Is it the childish elements of the of the humor, or is it? the music or the, the story or anything, it's got actually nothing to do with that. It's more of a, a representation of a type of freedom that I have at this age, after doing it this long, that I think is rare. So to really hammer it home right now seems important to me, rather than just to sort of say, well, we'll play it safe, and we'll do this, that, and the other thing. No, let's make a musical about alien puppets with orchestras <laughs> and choirs, and why not? Right, And that, so absolutely. when people... Yeah, when people are critical of, of any aspect of it, I'm like, you know what? Even I don't like what I do sometimes. It's got nothing to do with that. It's more the intention behind it. And for me, the intention is freedom creatively that I think the industry tends to, um, you know, sort of put the kibosh on at right. this point because the industry is so, so uh, in such a dire state financially that Ziltoid is more of a statement for me rather than, I guess this is not even an excuse, but rather than the album itself, you know. I I know you got to run. I wanted to see if I get like one more minute for your quick answer stuff. I got fans on on our site to throw in a few questions that they want to ask. Some are silly. I have no idea, but let's see what you think. So uh, we'll do a fast style. Uh, do you ever still talk with Steve Vai? Was one. Yes, I saw him three weeks ago. Cool. He's a good friend. Um, will Ziltoy be making an appearance on tour? Bill Coyd leaves on tour in two weeks. Then we've got a European headline run. We're in the United States and Canada with Animals as Leaders as co-headline. Then we do a headline run in Europe with Periphery and Shining as support. And then we uh, are doing the Ziltoid show at the Royal Albert Hall in London. And then past that, we do Australia, Japan, and a couple of them. Nice. Any thoughts on Ziltoid having his own show on something like Adult Swim or something? Would love it. The phone is not ringing. <laughs> And here's a weird one. Uh, is Punky Brewster ever reuniting? <laughs> Very doubtful. <laughs> that is a really a blast from the past. And for anyone who doesn't know, we're not talking about the TV show from the 80s. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Devin, listen, man, I appreciate it. It's really been fun talking to you, man, and success with the new you album and, and everything you're doing. I, you. I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for the support, man. I hope to meet you around, and thank you again. Yeah, buddy. Thanks. Cheers. 
Thanks to Devin for the interview. We're going to close with a track off the new album called Rejoice. For more information and upcoming interviews, please check theparkreport.com. Thanks. Yeah.